this is your co-host Astroid Cosplay, and you are listening to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host Scotty B. Uh, we, again, we're we're talking about Doom this week, so I'm not going to pitch anything. I don't really care. Uh, you know, you can you can find us if you want to, but I really just want to talk about Doom. Uh, so, so it's all in the notes. You know, it's in the descriptions. Like you've you we've got what 50 plus podcasts this season and hundreds of podcasts. Like if you if you want to find us, you can find us. Uh, you can visit the website, do stuff like that. But really, let's talk about Dune because these are gonna get these are gonna get so wildly long if I go into all of that. You know, down the the, the pitch rabbit holes and. I'm talking about the 1984 film Dune and you know the movie the new movie comes out at the end of the week I'm not getting paid to say that I I don't even care what HBO Max thinks about this podcast good for you you came out with this and you did the Snyder Cut so like I mean this is why I'm keeping your streaming service HBO because you're doing the right things like you got Mortal Kombat check that box you got Snyder's Justice League check that box you did. Uh, you, you've done some really cool things with with Kong and Godzilla. I like Godzilla versus King Kong. Check that box. Uh, Suicide Squad was cool. Check that box. So it's like, yeah, the movies that the movies that you're bringing up, cool. Dune better be cool. Like the the longest running fandom possibly in my life as as far as like what I enjoy. And you know, again, it's been it's been 30 years. I didn't obviously I didn't see it in 1984 because I was too young. The first time that I saw Dune was when it came out on television, probably a few years later. I don't actually remember when it aired. It might have been in the the early 90s. It might have been in the late 80s. I was like around 10 when I first saw this. I'll talk about how it had a different a little bit of a different beginning and lead in in that version. But it was uh, when it came out in 1984 was number two in the box office right behind Beverly Hills Cop. So that kind of, you know, like that's another one of my favorite movies. 1984 was a good day. was a good year for movies. (laughs) So yeah, it was number two. It was nominated for best sound, I think best sound or best score. It's heralded as like a really bad movie. And it really does. Like there are par- there are parts that just don't deliver. I totally understand why it would have been received poorly. But uh, science fiction movies were hard to. Well, first of all, like the effects were hard to do. I mean, back then, having having that kind of a movie do any do anything like people just weren't into this. Um, so you had like kind of a dedicated group fandom because the book came out 20 years, 20 years prior, you know, it was like 1965. So you're talking, it took them 20 years to create a movie out of this book. Just, I don't think it really did the book justice, but it was really cool. The thing with, and they follow the, they follow the book very closely in, in all aspects, except they, they kind of like go too fast on some parts and take way too much time on others. Um, if you do go back and watch this, you'll probably understand what I mean. Um, one of the really weird things about this is like Duncan is so underplayed as a major character. Like he is so underplayed in in the movie. He doesn't even exist really. Like he's just like, they're just like, oh, hi, Duncan. And that's that. Like he's, he's not even there. Leto is played by Jürgen um, uh, Proshnow. They just, uh, Jürgen, he, he was a really, really good choice for Leto. He just looks, he has that look, that regal look, you know, just, I think, um, with the beard, like they they really go for that look. Don't quote me. I think he was in Hunt for the Red October, but uh, just really a really cool actor, really strong, bold casting choice there. But again, Duncan, like it was just a swing and a miss. Like Richard Jordan, 
um, was the, the actor who played Duncan in the original movie. You probably don't even know who he is. He, uh, he was in Logan's Run. That was a good, like, that was good for him. I thought that was a really um, good character. And again, that was right around the same time. Again, 1984, great, great, great year for movies. The, the original movie and, like, the reasoning behind Dune and keeping, like, it really, it really keeps the Fremen fairly mysterious, which is, ver- is more accurate to the book. Like they're they're like they're not you know there's very little known about them. They're like native people on on planet Arrakis. That's really all they know. Like they don't they don't know like how they can fight and organize. They don't know how many of them there are. They have no idea what their tie is to spice. They don't know how they get water. Nothing like they don't know about the technology that they have or anything like this. And that's very accurate in the first movie. There there are just some things like and um, I talk about the 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 difference in the beginning. So if you watch it on HBO, if you go and watch the 1984 movie, you're going to get this beginning. She's the daughter of the emperor. Now you get this daughter of the emperor's speech at the beginning, kind of talking through, uh, you know, she gives this monologue about kind of where things are. But if you if you watched it on TV when it came out, there's this longer explanation of everything that's going on and it's like it's like pictures Uh, it's like stills it's stills from art that was done for dune and a voiceover that that it was one of the like one of the the voice dudes from the time and he gives you this like really elaborate picture and he sets the entire stage for everything talks about the guild talks about this you know the spicers guild talks about the the merchants and things and like how how these um, space travel like the folding of time and space talks about chome, talks about you know just like the commerce aspects talks about the major houses that are in play what Harkonnen are all about what what the Atreides are all about what the Emperor is trying to do and it like it gives you this whole picture like okay here's here is where we are starting and these are all the things that you need to know and I think when I was when I was a kid like that was like that was it. That was why I think that was what really hooked me. If I would have seen the movie with the original, uh, with the original lead in with them, with the monologue of, uh, of the emperor's daughter, I, I, it, it's just not, it doesn't quite do it. Like, it's just like, uh, you know, I probably would have been like, meh, you know? So you, you will probably never see the beginning of this movie that I saw. But again, I think they were doing it too, because they, they, they had, you know, a couple of weeks to release this. It was a two-part thing. And it, it did, I think it took up, I think it was like a whole tape <laughs> that I took up back in the day. I recorded it on VHS. So you'll notice in the in the movie that Paul is very different from the from the new movie. Like in the new the new trailers and the new movie, he is like young, he is relatively small. Um he's a little guy, you know, he's not he's not muscly. He's not Nothing like Leto in that respect. Very different in the first movie where you get a much stronger sense that Paul is, uh, he's, he's fairly exceptional. He, he has, he has, you know, he's like really trained hard and he's really on this path, you know, as a younger guy to succeed the Duke and to be like kind of a great military leader. So uh, just to, to quote, to quote Terminator, and really um, not, like, the transformation of him is very different. It's very much from, like, military, I'm going to lead this people who are my people, these, I mean, that really doesn't change, but the more clean-cut, like, I'm going to be this ruler, this duke, 
and I'm going to be very regal. He kind of goes from his regal attitude and this like militaristic, like imperial sort of procession to getting getting very gruff and rugged and still being still having that leadership ability like you see a lot more leadership capability uh, versus like maybe more guile he's small but don't underestimate me like uh, you don't get that feeling from the first movie you're not like oh paul's definitely just underestimated like no he's never underestimated at all like you 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 don't see him in that same view like he's like this underdog or something the fighting in the in the movie is confusing i think sometimes on purpose but a lot of the fighting is done as a montage in the movie and that's i don't know if that's really a great segue like they, it's just like okay there's this whole huge ch- section of the book that we just need to like we just need to fast forward through we're just going to do a montage because there's there's all this stuff and maybe they thought it was like repetitive like all of the fighting and like what they were doing to kind of like reconquer dune and take away spice production uh, and and make it their own like maybe that was just there was too much in the book and it was just like you know like things happen like <laughs> that's really all that it's really all you get from the the movie and y- you do get the same sort of an end like the ending is literally the same well with a few exceptions the the dune books tie up very quickly at the end it's like you get all this set up and the stage is set and it's just like blah, 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 at the end you know it, it goes it moves very quickly to the conclusion usually it takes like a maybe a chapter and then maybe you get a little bit of aftermath but it really doesn't take a lot the movie does it exactly the same way you get this power seize there's a lot of demands uh, that are made at the end of the movie and there's this establishing a dominance over the known universe which is a little bit messy and i don't think you really understand what's going on like it's it's really like a a, an ensemble cast like it feels a little bit like a musical it's like okay we need everyone on stage and we're gonna go through this whole thing and it's it seems a little messy like everyone just shows up and you're like well why did they just show up and how did they show up because there's all this everything's getting blown up the baron in the first movie is played by kenneth mcmillan he's a great actor but honestly i just don't see he's right he was not right for the baron like he starts off one way and he kind of it just kind of doesn't fit him just doesn't fit like the the characterization is like and i think they misfired again in 2000 i'm not i'm not gonna spend too much time talking about that today but the um the the baron from the 2000 movie you know the the actor's great i've seen him in other things and he's just he's usually a more comedy so when he plays when he plays like this super villain more or less you know like baron baron harkonnen is like one of the original villains you know he's just he's he's got all that movie substance of being like a voldemort or being a darth vader like he's that kind of a villain he's this you know this big iconic villain um stellan skarsgård will deliver on that like i have no no doubt in my mind i should have mentioned him yesterday no doubt in my mind that stellan skarsgård being the baron is a really good fit um certainly doing better than the children of dune they were the the dune series from 2000 the i think it was a tv series really in the in the movie going back to the movie in 1984 like the harkonnen seem really strong in the beginning and then they just get like super disorganized like they have this whole plot to like kill uh, you know, there's this big, there's this big plot afoot, and they basically succeed, like they're keeping control. But then by the middle of it, they just seem very disorganized and like they don't know what to do, and it does, it just doesn't seem very barren. Like Baron is a little bit more 
smart about this stuff. They don't really, they don't do anything in the movie to explain why he has repulsors and why his body is so bloated or anything like this. Like they don't go through his character or his backstory. He's just this fat dude with repulsors and he's very repulsive. Like that's kind of just the whole thing. Like he's gross. Uh, it doesn't really get into it's it's like the Joker. I he, like you get a little bit more of the character every time and then they go way overboard. You know, like the movie, the Joker goes way overboard. Did, need, did not need to be that dark. We didn't need that much. They want to keep it like these, this this whole ability for him to like float around and stuff. It seems like they really just want to use that to make him like a larger than life diabolical villain. So that he's like floating around and doing fun things and like he's more untouchable. Uh, that's more something for a later book. That's more like what Leto does later on, not this Leto, but the the next Leto, the next generation. Baron had like the whole repulsor thing for him is because he can't actually walk. It's not. It wasn't even his weight. Like his weight prevents him from walking, um, but it's also because he has this like degenerative disease like his um he he was diseased uh his body is oh he like he bloats him so like he injects spice into different parts of his body because he just wants more absorption of the spice but he is dealing with his disease that was supposedly passed to him by a Bene Gesserit, and that is what has made him degrade so poor like his his health and everything is just so poor and that he can't even walk um you know he's been crippled basically which I maybe they just didn't want you to feel sorry for him, so they just didn't bother uh, telling you why. They just wanted okay, he's got repulsors. Let's use this. Let's make him more menacing with this. He like turns on the repulsors in the early part, like when they're establishing his character and just how evil and disgusting he is, which they do in one scene, and then it's kind of like eh, not really. Like we're not really getting it the rest of the movie, and the um the movie also embellishes his death much more than the book does. You know we had like Alia. Um, is 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 a part of this, and Alia is going to come up later. You don't even I don't think you even see Alia in the trailers. So Alia comes up. Uh, Alia is uh, she's got a lot of issues. Uh, <laughs> if you if you know anything about Dude, you know like oh my god, Alia. But you know she's more of a tragedy. Like it's really a tragedy. Alia Alia is a tragedy. You feel you will feel, like I felt a bit sorry for her. You know she's she's got a lot of weight. You know a lot of things going on. In the movie, they don't. There's none of that. Like she's. She's born with all of these past lives in her head and they almost make her like a super powered character and she, you know, like it's almost like she can use the force uh, that she's just so unbelievably powerful as this little kid and she kills the Baron in grand fashion. Uh, and he's fed to a worm in the first movie. Like, and you know, uh, if you're gonna go through and watch this, like by now, like it's been it's been a long time. This movie's been out for a long time. I'm okay spoiling it. I don't know if they will go the same route in the new movie. I really don't. I don't know if they're if they're gonna stay true to the book, if they're gonna go on their own tangents, or if this is gonna be the way that they do it, where they're going to like embellish Alia's character and make her kind of a good, like she's kind of good, but it's like no, like because later you get manipulated by this guy, so. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how he comes back, but he does. He comes back from start to finish. The movie's a bit confusing. The 1984 v version is a bit of a mess. Uh, I like the the interactions. The casting was amazing. You know, Sean Young did a great job as Shawnee. I didn't even mention that. Uh, Patrick Stewart's in the movie. I think that's why Gurney Hollick is a bigger deal than Duncan because Duncan's. It's just they just didn't figure out that Duncan was actually a bigger deal. He didn't have to be in the first movie because I don't think they were ever planning on making a sequel. Which in this, uh, in this version, I would almost one hundred percent believe that Children of Dune, 
or Dune Messiah or or God Emperor Dune will be the next iteration. I think they will make sequels to this. Like they'll, um, and it's sad because that means it's going to be mainstreamed, and they're going to try and make a franchise out of it. Which uh, it's just the way things are going these days. It's like, yeah, but if we can make a bunch of money off of it, we're going to make a bunch of money off of it. Back in the '80s, the movie was the movie, and you know they sold some merchandise or whatever. But it wasn't like this huge we have to make this into a dynasty, you know, we have to make this like the Star Wars franchise, we have to make this like the Marvel or the DC franchise, you know, Dune has to now, we have to like try and see if we can gain some uh, interest, you know, that these characters can become more iconic and we can gain interest and make a bunch of money on figurines and games and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that is where I will really want to leave it. I will talk about the games tomorrow. The the movie is fairly true to the book. I, I it's worth a watch. I think I think it's worth two hours for sure. Like and at least if you want to like get an idea of what you're what you're going to be watching later this week, maybe just to compare. Like I I'm really looking forward to comparing these. I don't know if I'm gonna do an episode where I talk about the movie because I don't really want to spoil the new one. Um, I just want to enjoy it. So we will talk about the games tomorrow. This is Scotty B with the Heroes of Cosplay Century podcast saying bye bye.